You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Episode 167, The Paradox. Welcome to The Paradox with your attending, Dr. Eric Larson. He is a practicing anesthesiologist and clinical assistant professor at Michigan State University College of Human Medicine. Listen in as he takes you behind the scenes of what practicing medicine in today's ever-changing world is like with another doctor. The Paradox is a fun and accidentally informative show for physicians, patients, or anyone who has ever found themselves in a waiting room. Welcome to the Paradox. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Larson. Thank you for joining me as we explore the U.S. medical system in a fun and informative format through expert analysis. And today's guest is fascinating. It's a trauma surgeon who is now retired, sort of, Dr. Buck Parker in Salt Lake City. And his story is very interesting in that he was fired from his hospital and realized that he was making so much money mining Bitcoin that he no longer needed to work. And so we're going to go through his story, why he got fired, how he ended up with social media and got into trouble, and exactly how he got into mining Bitcoin. Very interesting story arc, which begins strangely with him on a reality TV show on something called The Island with Bear Grylls, which aired in 2015. I will apologize. There are a couple of points where Dr. Parker's internet was just kind of wonky, and so I've cut out most of those spots that are weird, but if you find weird jumps in his conversation. That's probably what it is from just a section I had to cut just because he sort of froze on the Zoom. And so even technology today, I'm not able to bring people from Salt Lake City here. So we have to use Zoom and occasionally it breaks down on us. So anyway, I always encourage you to go to the show notes page to find out more links to other episodes on this will be cryptocurrency and getting in trouble with what you say. You can find that at theparadox.com slash 167. You can also go to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash theparadox. There you can sign up to be a patron member of the show and help support the show. All the money goes towards the production and promotion of the show and are greatly appreciated. But without further ado, a surgeon fired over his opinions. Mine's Bitcoin instead. Enjoy. Well, hey, everybody. I'm here with my new friend, Dr. Buck Parker. He's a general surgeon out in Salt Lake City, Utah. And we're going to talk a little bit about, I guess, your story. And so I'll let you just lead off by telling us a little bit about your training and how you ended up in Salt Lake City. Really well the last couple of years of my undergrad, but that uh, kind of forced me to either you know do something else besides get into U.S. school. So I ended up going to a Caribbean school, uh, and then got a, lucky to get a um, residency at, at uh, Henry Ford in Detroit, and was did general surgery for six years. Well, five year general surgery to your research <clears throat> there, and then actually uh, from Wyoming, so I moved out there worked there for a couple of years, but it was pretty slow. Uh, so I took a job in Florida, just doing acute care surgery. I kind of, it in Detroit, we got used to, I didn't realize I got used to, uh, you know, emergency stuff. So uh, took acute care, general surgery and trauma <laughs> in uh, Florida and Orlando. Although, uh, you know, it was, it was a good job. And it was with a large company um, at the time, MCare, which is now Envision. Um, and, uh, but there's not a lot of skiing, like snow skiing in uh, Florida. So, and I like snow skiing. So I 
transferred out to Salt Lake City um, in 2015, 16, yeah, 15 or so. And so I've been here since. And yeah, there's not, a, there's water skiing, I guess, in Florida, but it's totally different. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of water skiing. There. It takes uh, a lot. You know, actually, I remember going to, um, uh, oh, what's the, the name of the park? It's now Legoland, but it used to be uh, Cypress Gardens, I think it was called, where they had water skiing. Okay, they had, you know, yeah. that, that nine people stacked on top of each other doing the water skiing tricks and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, snow skiing. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, downhill skiing in Iowa, right where I trained. It's there's just not much of it, <laughs> it's not existent. Yeah. But it's kind of fun that in medicine you can kind of move around, and that is one of the advantages. You can find a place that's going to work for you for your family, or you know, for the most part, or for your outdoor activities and stuff. So let's let's talk about it again. Um, COVID hit all of us in different ways. <laughs> None of us were expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> right and. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your career uh, up until COVID hit and what you were doing online, let's see, in social media. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing a lot of different things. I mean, uh, I kind of sort of dabbled in like social media in like 20, you know, 12, 13, 14. Um, I started making like instructional videos. I think this is kind of where it all started uh, on YouTube. And I, when I was in residency, I, I just looked at the patients and they're getting all these, you know, they're getting explained these diagnoses and the surgeries and stuff. And they have like no idea what's going on. And I just thought that there was a big gap there. And then with YouTube and all these other things like, wow, why, why can't we just, you know, ha have, you know, some images or explanation or, instead of me explaining how, you know, what appendicitis is and what we do for it, like 55 times a day, what do I, why don't I do it one time on a video and then my patients, you know, everybody can watch that. The family can watch it. Brothers and sisters can watch it. Like everybody can understand. They can watch it again, all that stuff. So I started doing that. Um, actually like 2010, I started, uh, the YouTube channel and, and doing some, you know, simple explanations of, uh, diagnoses and treatments and things like that. And then, uh, I ended up being, <laughs> Right, kind of randomly got sort of picked for this uh, reality TV show, which was like uh, sort of Survivor, but a little bit different. Really wasn't that great as far as ratings, but it was a great experience for me. But I did get a lot of uh, kids from all over the world saying, "Hey, I, you know, I saw you on the show. I want to be a doctor. Um, I, you know, appreciate your demeanor and all all this stuff." Um, and so I ended up interacting with kids um, all over you know, Africa, Philippines and wherever. And, um, it, it was, it was, I felt like I could make a difference and help them, you know, guide them a little bit in, into medicine. So I thought that was cool. And I, I thought it was, you know, I, I always think it's a good idea to have really smart people and have everybody want to do the things that you're doing. So that way we have better, you know, people doing that. So, um, so that's kind of how that social media started. I, I started getting like a little bit more following from that show. And then that turned into questions of, okay, like, well, how do I study? Like, how much do I have to study? How, how do I focus for this period of time if I'm in, you know, undergrad or even high school? And I'm not sure if I can study to become a doctor or whatever. So I just started making videos and answering everyone's questions. And that that's kind of what um, then sparked, like, most of my uh, YouTube, you know, kind of taken off. And <clears throat> I mean, I got... Yeah, sort of taken off. I mean, it was like 10,000 followers, like pre pretty ever subscribers, like pretty quick, like in a few months and it seemed like YouTube really liked what I was doing. And so like, I tried to like ramp it up and do lots of videos, like two, three videos a week. 
Um, and that, you know, got me over like a hundred thousand subscribers and stuff. And, um, so in the same time I thought, okay, well, you know, there's all this other stuff. Do I do Facebook? Do I do Instagram and Instagram kind of, um, I, I posted almost, you know, the same stuff on everything and Instagram kind of took off more than Facebook. And so I sort of focused on that, focus on, um, you know, doing good content, but answering questions and understanding what these kids wanted. Uh, from me and then you know also building your 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 followers I guess so so that was like um I don't know, like 2017 18 maybe 19 19 too uh so that uh, that then turned into like what do I do with all these these kids that are like you know want yeah stuff in medicine like to understand like how to get there and all that stuff but their biggest thing was like at the beginning it's like how do i study i don't know how to study for six hours a day eight hours a day i don't know how to take tests i don't know how to read fast all this stuff so i ended up building like a video course like i uh that i just well all of my own kind of study habits and techniques but then i also went out and you know researched what's the best you know study yeah. stuff and then i kind of took things like okay i like like these things are relevant to what i you know, learn or, or what I, um, uh, use in the past. So I kind of put all that stuff together and I like sold it for like a hundred bucks or 90, 90 bucks, something like that. And I did like really well. Um, it was pretty fun for a while. And, uh, I kind of took care of that. We had sort of like a small membership and all that stuff. And that was, that was kind of fun, but it, I soon realized that <laughs> like, they just want you you know so you have to keep making content you have to keep making stuff for them and you have to be on your phone all the time and answering questions and all that stuff it's, so it's it's pretty difficult there's not it's it's difficult to scale that i guess is what or um yeah that that's what i found is like i felt like if i was going to scale it it wasn't really great because it wasn't me it was going to be something i'd have to get somebody else to to scale it so anyway so i kind of stop doing that. Um, but I kept doing the YouTube uh, videos. I kept getting more questions and, uh, and it was pretty fun. And I actually ended up getting a bunch of equipment, nice equipment and stuff. So I could make like, you know, quality videos and stuff. But, um, so basically that takes us to like, you know, 2019, 2020, early 2020. Um, and then, then like COVID hits. And so, you know, everybody's got opinions about COVID and it was like, you know, nobody knew what was going on at the time. Um, and what ended up happening is like, uh, you know, Hopkins that summer Hopkins comes out of papers like, Hey, there's some risk trafficking of these patients. Uh, we have high risk. We have meet moderate risk. We have low risk. Right. And these are the high risk patients. Like this is the demographics. So, um, and I was like doing sometimes like YouTube, uh, live or Instagram live. So I did an Instagram live talking about that Hopkins paper and that the patients were, um, and I had, I just been in the uh, ICU with an ICU doc. And I was like, you know, looking around like, Hey, well, you know, what do these patients look like? Did they fit this kind of uh, demographic? And she was like, yeah, yeah, totally. And it was, you know, elderly uh, people with multiple comorbidities right, um, right. and like morbidly obese patients. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> that, just like the video like went viral. Now I, I, I can say things like in, 
in inflammatory manner to get people to watch the thing. But then the content of the, like in the video, you know, in, the, in the beginning, you gotta have a hook, right? So I like bring him in with a little hook, but then I talk about the stuff and like, Hey, this is the paper that Hopkins wrote. Like, how come we're not talking about these things? Like, what about, uh, you know, trying to protect these high risk patients and maybe we don't have to lock down the entire globe for the non-high risk patients like you know so kind of thing so uh then that you know we all know that everybody has their own opinion about that right that went like viral and then it got so many complaints from people you're a fat shamer and all this you're other not stuff an epidemiologist. Said, what do you know yeah, right. like, oh my god you know whatever <laughs> so and and basically so basically i got so many complaints the, ho- uh, the hospital CMO, not even not even the local guys. Uh, the CMO was like, you know what? I don't want any, I don't want to hear it. I don't want any of these complaints. Like I don't want this guy working for us anymore. And he actually didn't like my YouTube to begin with. He just didn't like the the fact that I had it. It wasn't really any issues, right. but um, they just didn't like it. So anyway, uh, rewind a little bit. <clears throat> I had been uh, I got into like. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and I was started mining Bitcoin like, you know, several like let's see, where was it? No, I started mining like six months back, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll make a couple, you know, thousand dollars a month extra. I might have to pay into it for a little bit, but I think this is a good idea. I think in the future it'll be worth it. Maybe a little investment up front. I invest some money in some uh, Bitcoin, you know, mining equipment. Start doing that, and then like pretty much when they asked me not to come back anymore was when uh bitcoin like took off super hard and so i went from making like a couple extra thousand dollars a month to like a hundred to uh, i think one month was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right wow and i was like well i i guess i don't really need this job <laughs> and and you know i said well this is a good time for me to like just take a break reflect see you know what i really want and need in my life and uh after a couple months i was like wow i was really kind of burned out because i i feel so much better <laughs> i was like walking <laughs> around the house not knowing what to do because you're like so busy all the time you know and then you go from 100 miles an hour to zero i was like i don't know what to do but it's like wow this is really great i have a lot of time i could I go see my folks and or my nieces and nephews and all that stuff and uh which i rarely did before so um yeah i saw so i thought well i'll take three months off three months came around i was like this is pretty good this is kind of fun <laughs> uh so you know fast forward now it's been like um about 18 months i still haven't gone back to work i haven't quite decided if i'm going to i my my inkling is I probably won't, but uh, crypto is volatile. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So if I make a big mistake, uh, I'll probably go back. But um, yeah, it's been good. I, I think I would have never quit. I would have never quit being forced to take a break. Uh, really gave me a different perspective, and I think it was uh, it was great. It was like the best thing that happened to me in like ten years. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, so first of all, what was yeah. the name of the TV show? Is this like Amazing Race or something or? Big Brother. Yeah. It, oh, so it was. It, it, I don't know if you ever seen Bear Grylls. Yeah, yeah. He, His, he had uh, a couple. He's got a couple okay. shows. Yeah. So he did one in the UK first, which was just uh, a bunch of guys, like ten or fifteen guys, 
surviving on an island for like six weeks. Okay. And so it did very, very well there. They brought it over. Uh, NBC picked it up here. Um, and so we did. It was uh, 30 days. We were on this island, like 14 of us on this island. And that was awesome. It was great, too. Um, it was a great experience. I was the, you know, the kind of the medical. Um, <laughs> right, the medical guy. I was like more triage. Yeah, right. You know? I was like, the, you know, I was the doctor. But, but, uh but and I thought, what what the hell am I going to do on here? They, they're not giving me anything. They're, they're giving me like Tylenol and Benadryl. I'm probably going to do nothing the whole time. It was interesting. It was mostly like reassurance. Yeah. Of, hey, doc, what's this? Hey, doc, what's that? Hey, I scratched my arm. Am I going to die? Like, hey, what's this bug bite? Like all those things. And and it, a lot of things came up. Uh, but so it was it was really fun. And then the survival side was like really fun, too. After you finish, you're like, oh, that was, that was so great. That taught me all these great things, you know, you're you're clearly like an entrepreneurial guy, right? Like you're you're someone who's not I wouldn't say you're rest. Don't sound like someone who's restless, but someone who's willing to uh, not be boxed into sort of what you're what you're sort of, I guess, traditionally doing. I mean, most people who go into medicine think, well, I'm going to be the doctor and that's what I'm going to do, you know for X amount of years and not really thinking about other things they could be doing that maybe use your skills in medicine towards like, you know, for you, it was a YouTube channel and, and instructional videos for people encouraging them to be better students and how to study and those sorts of things. And so I can definitely see the evolution of how you ended up where you, yes. where you uh, got to, how did the mining happen? I mean, that just seems like a very random sort of thing to, to occur. Yeah. So this is very interesting actually. Um, and this is, I, I think, I think this is a great YouTube video and I haven't done this YouTube video yet. So I guess we're doing it right now, but I bought this, uh, Porsche GT3. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And, uh, this car, my son would like, know it. Yeah, you know, for sure. yeah. it's like, buy, it's like a Lamb Lamborghini, right? Kind of, but it's Porsche. But, and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I should buy this car. Like I really want it, but everyone's going to think I'm cool and you know, <laughs> no one's going to like me and I'm probably going to get bad looks blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, and it's expensive and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. They, they do really, they do pretty good. Like, uh, they don't depreciate or yeah, don't depreciate much. And so I was like, okay, well, worst case scenario, I drive it for like a year and I, and I lose like, you know, 10 or 20 grand. I'm get to drive this supercar. Okay. <laughs> So I get this car and I get, then I get introduced to people like, Oh, you got that car. Like there's this car club, there's this thing, there's that blah, blah, blah. Here we're having a party for these, whatever. So I go to this one party and it's a rally. It's a rally. It's a, it's a company. It's like an auto shop that they do, you know, basically modifications for like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, like all these fancy cars. Um, and like, yeah, we have this trip where you, we will all take our car, go drive for like three, four days. We, you know, see the sites, have stay in cool hotels. Like, okay, I'll try this out. I go out and I meet all these different people. Right. Cause the, up until then it's like, I meet like doctors right. and yeah, nurses yeah. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So I meet all these people in different, you know, walks of life and everything and different jobs and blah, blah, blah. Well, one guy. He, you know, I get to know him. He's got like six Ferraris. I'm like, well, what the hell, how the hell you have six Ferraris? Like, oh, I'm on my Bitcoin. I was like, what the hell is that? You know? So he tells me a little bit about it. He wasn't really forthcoming, I have to say, but um, he told me enough to kind of point me in the right direction. And it started, I started researching myself. I mean, it took me like probably 18 months of research 
to, to actually pull decide like pull the trigger and do it. And I, when I look back, I still, I'm like, Oh my God, I had no idea what I was doing. And it was still like a, a pretty big leap of faith, I think. So, so yeah, I think, um, you know, that's, I love that thing. Cause it's like, you, you, you follow your like kind of dream and then like, it gives you all this other stuff that you never would have had before or opportunity or, you know, connections and all this other, all those things. Yeah. So. I mean, I felt that way with this podcast. Like I, I thought I had a couple of interesting things to say or wanted to say them and hope some people would want to listen. And the best part about it has actually been, I mean, obviously getting letters from people saying you should do a show on this or that or the other thing, but it's certainly just meeting a bunch of people who are doing really cool things in, med- in the medical space that for me, I didn't even know was happening. And, um, and for yeah. me, it's made, yeah. uh, I think it's, it's been encouraging to me that I'm less pessimistic about medicine, but, but more importantly, I think, uh, it's been a good outlet to sort of get away from, I'm still in medicine in this podcast, but I've you know been able to get sort of out and, and like you said, meet other people, right? Yeah. Things, you, people who would not be ordinarily in your sphere, which are surgeons and anesthesiologists. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much the only people, yeah. the only <laughs> yeah. people I meet. Totally. Uh, so it's been, it's been great that way. I guess, you know, my impression, at least with mining <laughs> to get more into the blockchain stuff. So that it's actually a pretty expensive operation. So it's surprising to me that you could just buy some stuff and just start making money. I mean, I, I have a partner who I think he mines Ethereum, but I don't think he makes a lot of money. He makes something, but you have to get expensive video cards. And stuff. Was this, did you just buy all the stuff before it was expensive? Is that kind of how it worked out for you? I, I mean, I, it's, you know, it's, this is an interesting thing. I mean, this is a whole, like, this is why most people don't do it. Because when you go to do the math right now, you say, I'm going to buy these cards. I'm going to buy these computers. I'm going to buy the miners. Here's what they make. Here's what they cost to run. Uh, here's all my upfront cost. Here's how I'm, I'm going to take X amount of time to earn this all back. This doesn't seem like it works out. And in fact, I talked to a lot of miners, like big miners, like they had, they had, you know, thousands of these right. things. And they're like, yeah, this is a good, good deal. Trust us. Right. And I'm like going through the, you know, like, well, my spreadsheet doesn't pencil out. And they're like, can't do it like that. And then, so I brought on an accountant and he was like uh, my buddies and he did like all this Walmart stuff, like huge accounting. And he's like, you can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. but, and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, like, and, but these guys, like this guy just bought like a $20 million property. Like, I think he knows what he's doing. Um, so uh, I, I was like, okay, well, I got this much. Like I could, you know, if I lost this money, man, it would suck, but I, it won't ruin me, you know, cause uh, okay, I'll, I'll invest this. Um, so what happens is, is it's, it's, you can't do the math, like with the current numbers, you have to do the math with what you project the numbers will be in the future. Like as in Bitcoin, like what is, if you buy the miners today, and it was just like this for me, <clears throat> uh, for example, I bought some of the miners miners, they were like 2,500 bucks or some 2,200 bucks or something like that. Right now that same miner is like $9,500. Well, the price of Bitcoin at that time was like 9,000 or 8,000. Mm-hmm. And so that, that math to me, I'm like, well, uh, you know, and with how much Bitcoin I would make, I was like, I might have to invest. I might have to pay in some money until this uh, coin rises. <clears throat> well, you know, you got to do your research and that's why it takes so long because you, you have to convince yourself that this coin is going to rise over time. <clears throat> now, and at that time when I bought it, I didn't know if it was going to be two months or two years. 
So I said, okay, well, if I have to pay, you know, maybe a thousand bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it is a month into this thing until the coin, you know, goes from 9,000 to 50,000, then if it goes to 50,000, I'm killing it. But if it stays at 9,000, you know, I'm going to, uh, it's going to be painful. Um, so the same thing is happening right now because the miner is 9,500 and the coin is 40,000. You're it's always break even. It's like almost, <laughs> the, you know, you're yeah. always having a difficult time when you get start to, to make that, um, you know, to make a profit and you're always at risk of like, Oh, well, what if the coin goes down from here? And that was the same thing I was like, well, what if it goes down, I could be in big trouble. And that's, that's the, that's the risk. And so that's, I think that's the most, um, that that's the biggest part that people miss and can't get a grasp on because um, most people, when they start to look at mining, they're not, they haven't really uh, like been in crypto long enough or done enough research in crypto and understand like the, um, I guess the adoption and where, and have an idea or a thesis of like, where is it going, right? So, I mean, you're basically accounting an appreciation value or, or you could say it, uh, inflationary if, in the sense that the U.S. dollar is going to be, yeah. is, is going to be inflated yeah. away. And so it's going to lose its value and crypto is going to, and, yeah. and of course, use cases. I, I've done a couple of videos on cryptocurrency. I'm a certainly a believer in general oh, nice. of, the, of crypto. Um, I don't mind it myself, but uh, so, I mean, the. What that afforded you was the was freedom, right? I mean, I think that's essentially what it what it bought you because I think uh, I've talked to a number of people who are in, uh, in financial independence, retiring early, and the other part of the fire movement. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it basically, mm-hmm. as you know, you want to yeah. get to the point where you can step away if you have to, or if something happens, or like you know, COVID happens or whatever. I mean, there's you have the ability to the financial security the ability to just kind of walk away. Yeah, and yeah. and that was obviously yeah absolutely right. I mean that's important, right? I mean that's I was just gonna say that that's that's probably not what you were intending to to do when you're when you started this, but yeah, you suddenly no. realized it, right? Yeah, and that yeah. and I mean I guess talk about what that means to you and how you talk to other people about the importance maybe of looking outside of just your usual role in medicine, which is being a doctor, right? Yeah, I mean it's really hard because I mean this is just not with physicians, although we have it. <laughs> It's like we have we have this problem on steroids almost because you know we like make more than most people, uh, I guess, and then then you you buy more than most people, <laughs> yeah, and then you know, and then you're like, oh well, I, I really like buying all that cool stuff, and uh, I don't want to leave this job because it makes me all this money. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's super important to be able to do that, and I, you know. Even actually in residency, I started a website and I was selling like um, uh, exercise equipment because I had always like wanted something else to, to like make me money 24 seven, you know, yeah. like passive you know, income, money right? in my yeah. sleep, whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of like the, the goal, but it's like, you know, the, the whole passive income thing is like, I, I'm not sure if it's really passive. You're, you have to do something yeah, right. for it. Right? Um, but I guess like you can front load that work uh, and then maybe on the back end you're doing less work and then you're making more or whatever. But I think, um, yeah, I think it's really important to be able to do that, to step away because, you, you know, like in, in this case, these guys actually hire, tried to hire me back, right? Six months later, 
uh, the CMO guy who fired me, uh, he retired two months later. The new guy then calls me back and says, you know, we're really busy and everyone likes you. And I know this guy, you had some problem with this guy, but like nobody else has a problem and we'd love to have <laughs> you back. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I didn't say that, but I was like, you thinking it, you know, kind of like, come on. Um, but even, even just having, if it was six months, I needed to, or that was like an eight month window, like to have that. And when I was like, Oh, I'd, I'd do whatever I want. You know, I, I don't care. You know, instead of like scrambling, like I got to find a job like now, cause you know, you get it hot to get hired as a surgeon. It's like, it's at least six months. Like once you start looking, you're six months, eight months, maybe 12 months to get a job. And it, that's just like, if you just decide I'm going to take anything. Uh, and it's not easy. That's the other <laughs> problem. You know, there's like some solutions to it, but they're not like, none of them are that great. It's like, you know, the, the easiest one is just like to never spend anything, <laughs> right, right? Yeah, right? Live as like as lean as possible, you know, build up all this money as, as, as much as you can over three to five years. And then you have like enough to kind of feel better about it. But, but who the hell wants to do that after like, you know, 14 years of training, like it's crazy. So I don't know. I don't know if you have any. Suggestions. Oh, I mean, I, I think it's important. Uh, listeners, that frequent listeners of the show realize that my son passed away. Our middle son passed away about three and a half years ago. And, you know, my wife couldn't work for a year. I couldn't work for a little while. Uh, but just having not living paycheck to paycheck was important, right? I mean, yeah. to have everyone knows talks about emergency funds, but I think it's really important to have that financial buffer so that if something happens and pretty much always something happens in your life at some point, uh, you don't feel yeah. compelled to do something that you don't, that you aren't either capable of doing or want to do. Right. And so for you, you know, you suddenly lost your job. Uh, other people lost their career because of COVID happened and they were out of work for three months and you know, their offices almost closed. I mean, there are all sorts of things that can happen. And so it's important to have that financial security. Yeah. I think I, it's not something that I was, you know, planning on and it's not it just was something i just happened to have and i'm very grateful that i did because it provided opportunities yeah. you know to to step away yeah i i think the say the i mean the, you got to have the, the kind of emergency fund but what i found is that what's really also important to make you feel good and like oh i'm <laughs> it's not going to collapse is a is an income stream right. right some some revenue and even if it's not like what it used to be, even if it's just a little bit and it's like paying the bills, man, that's a big deal, yeah. you know? So I think I would, I don't know. I just would encourage everybody to, to find something in a lot, you know, like I think now we're certainly have access to more stuff that can do that. And it's not all like super heavy work. Um, there's certainly, I think, you know, for us, like as physicians, I feel like we're kind of more cerebral so we can, you know, do the, like the heavy mind lifting stuff and not so much labor. Yeah. Um, and, and like figure that out, like, you know, invest, you know, basically investing, but what are you going to invest in and how is that going to pay you, um, something in, in addition to your sort of, you know, emergency. Yeah, fund? no, I think, and I think it's, it is a, probably a, a matter of just being creative in some ways of thinking about things that you are strengths or other interests you have. I mean, I, I started this podcast, which I'm not a creative person, but I started this podcast and, and it, if anything, just allows me sort of a way to sort of just interact with people. But from this, I've actually gotten to another, 
onto another podcast, I actually make some money because people's, you know, I, some skills now, which I didn't know yeah. I had before. Right. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't monetize much of this show, <laughs> which is probably more of my problem than anything, but I definitely see lots of people and I, maybe you have some sort of feel in this. Lots of physicians are going to coaching and I, I don't use, I'm not how, I'm not sure how old you are, but I think you're probably a little bit younger than me, but do you understand the coaching angle that all these people are going to? Uh, I feel like every other physician online and is trying to sell their, you know, I can help you with your career or whatever. And it, yeah. it's puzzled me in not only that they're, they think this is a good idea, but I mean, they must, because they must make some money, but that people are actually paying them thousands of dollars to do this sort of thing. I don't, I don't understand it, but maybe you can shed some light into that yeah. if you have an idea. Well, uh, I, for a while there, I was, um, trying to understand basically like internet marketing and sales and stuff like that when I was sort of building that website. Um, sure. And I, and, and, you know, what I found a lot is, uh, a marketing guy teaching you marketing, selling you on his marketing thing, but he's marketing you his, <laughs> you know what I'm, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you, know, you get there and you, and you're like, you get the little thing, you get inside and you're like, you just did all that stuff to me to buy this thing. And now like, what? Uh, okay. Um, so I kind of feel like that's maybe sort of what you're getting at with the physician coaching thing. But I mean, it, it's, I think it's, um, it's a good model to make a, like, you know, thousands of dollars, right. Instead of selling something, some widget for like 2995, yeah. like, Hey, let's, let's target some people that have money and charge them five grand a pop and uh, go with that. So I think that's, you know, basically what's going on. I don't know what exactly are they, are you talking about like financial stuff? Uh, they're, I, I, they're, they're no, because I would, I would understand that. I, <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, it's a person yeah. who's they're they call themselves life coaches and they're not just in medicine, but I think they're also, oh, and they're, coach. you know, help you work through things. It's kind of like, and this is, if you have a coach, I apologize. It's probably, some, it sounds not very fair, but I do not but, No, but I'm to the listener <laughs> out there, right? But uh, like it just, <laughs> it strikes me as just kind of buying a friend in some ways or someone to listen to and provide, and maybe you just need like the, uh, the non-biased voice, you know, who's it, yeah. it just is strange to me. And I'm just probably the wrong generation. I don't know. I just, for me, I don't get it. And I, maybe I'm just too much of a yeah, cheapskate. I, I maybe could see. It maybe could see if, if, uh, you really, I mean, I, I guess like if they're extremely successful and they're like, like wow, successful in, in whatever thing that you want to be a successful in, like, that's the, that's the only reason I, I paid somebody to do that. I, I've always been really boggled by people who pay like a, a trainer to train them. that are not in shape, you know, like that's just, <laughs> doesn't make right. sense. so they just have, they have to be in really good shape. If I'm going to be, you know, paying this person to, to train me to also get in shape. So that's the same thing with the physician thing. Like, uh, if you, if you have some spectacular success and it's directly, you know, in what, like what I'm doing, then okay. But otherwise just a life coach. I'm not, I'm, I've never done that. Yeah, so, so never, never really got it. So when that. it came to the, like, I think a good example is Bitcoin mining. I mean, you said you researched it. I mean, did you, did you hire someone to kind of explain some things to you, like how you actually get hooked up and how you get, what kind of equipment you get, or just 
like just watch random YouTube videos. I mean, there are all kinds of different ways of learning things now. Yeah. Well, I, I watched a ton of YouTube. I read a ton. Um, the guy with the six Ferraris, I, <laughs> you know, basically my entry fee was that, that GT3 is about $130,000 car. Right. So that was, that's what I paid to, to like get, you know, help from these guys. And so, uh, I just tried to hang out like with him and pick his brain as much as he, as I could. And then I asked him, Hey, do you, is there anybody else like I can, that can teach me or whatever. And, and he kind of introduced me to some other people. So, um, I, I never ended up paying people directly for that, but maybe I should have honestly looking back. Well, I mean, back yeah, well, you can sometimes short circuit yeah. things, right? You can, you know, it would maybe take you 18 months yeah. of research. You can do in three or something. If you have the right people coaching, are you, um, so you're, I mean, you're not working as a physician anyway, right? Are you expanding your mining operations? Are you buying more miners? I kind of did all that stuff on my own and through uh, other like actually car communities. It's kind of funny. I've, I've met <laughs> that car people who, who, uh, yeah, that car, <laughs> let me tell you, that car is worth every penny. I met people that set up funds. So we now have a Bitcoin mining fund. So we're raising uh, money to buy uh, miners, the obviously investors uh, get a good return. Uh, we get a commission and all that stuff. And then uh, I've got, we've got a couple of different things going. So that's one of them. Uh, and then another one is we're helping like uh, investors build their own kind of mining farms. Uh, so some of them want to just give us the money and we can do it. And then other people, they say, no, we want, we want to buy, we want to build our own farm. So we'll go and source kind of everything and, and take care of it. Interesting. And, and do you just mine just Bitcoin or do you mine other things or do you work set up validator nodes and all kinds with other coins? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mined Ethereum for a while. I got, a, I got like spooked with the whole 2.0 yeah, right. thing and I, I sold all my Ethereum miners. So I don't have any more of those, uh, but they were actually very profitable. They were, so there's the cards, you know, and then the ASIC, I don't know if you're familiar with that. ASIC is the, um, uh, integrated circuit, like a specific integrated circuit, something I can't remember what it stands for, but, but uh, so that's a specific, it's like a, it's almost like a desktop computer with a specialized chip to mine Ethereum, whereas the graphic card is like, it's a graphic card for your computer and you can, you know, set it up with algorithm to right. mine Ethereum. So I bought the, the specialized uh, computers to do that uh, and they did really well and they're very profitable, um, <clears throat> but I just, I just ended up selling, but now we just mainly do Bitcoin with these, but we are starting to get into the, the nodes and, um, you know, sort of like software mining or licensing or staking and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Do you plan on going back to medicine? I mean, do you, and then I guess, what would you, well, I'll ask you that question first and then we'll have a follow-up. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't plan on, I don't plan on it. I don't have a desire to go back, I guess. I feel, you know, I, I, I did practice for 10 years. So I felt like I did a lot of great stuff. I helped a lot of great, you know, helped a lot of people. I felt like I got to do all the things I kind of, you know, sort of bucket list wanted to do as a surgeon mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. Um, and then when, when I left, I mean, literally when I, honestly, when I got fired, it was like this weight off my shoulders. I was like, I don't have to go back to work. This is great. <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe, <laughs> Maybe I'm jumping the gun. And so like a couple, a few months later, I felt, um, I still, I never missed it, you know? Uh, and once in a while I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. I guess it's operating is pretty cool. Operating is pretty cool. Maybe I should go back. But um, also, you know, doing whatever the f 
you want to do every single day of your life is pretty cool too. So there's like a trade-off there. Do you even like even like mission work and stuff like that? You don't have any interest in doing medicine like that? Uh, I, I, yeah, I would love to do that. I, I actually talked uh, some of the, at, uh, Henry Ford, I kind of contacted them about that, but they're like, it's such a small, uh, group that yeah. goes. And so they have like their residents, all that stuff. Maybe I should look into that stuff a little bit more as I get aboard. So if, if you had, a, if you had a, uh, let's say a third year surgical resident in front of you, what kind of recommendations do you have them for what they should do in life and how they should focus in, you know, towards their career in medicine and then elsewhere? So I, I think that, uh, first of all, I think coming, coming out of residency, you get in a group, whether, you know, where your employment model, I, I don't know if it matters that much. I did, I was employed. I did both. I did, um, you know, a, like single physician, single specialty, practice, phys- yeah. right. horrible idea. Had my own oh. office, my, you know, assistant, I did all the bills. It was, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. <laughs> um, do something where you don't have to do, you don't have to deal with insurance companies. You don't have to deal with billing, all that, all those things. So I had an employed model. I liked it. I um, eventually went to basically like 12 hour shifts. Sometimes we did 24s. Um, and I thought that was probably the best for me. Um, I think that you got to get in a group that there's some older guys in there and some medium, medium old guys, and maybe some young guys or girls too. Um, so that way you have, you know, sort of the gamut and you have people to help you and you have somebody 20 years, you know, senior, um, that, you know, you shortens that, that learning curve. Uh, coming out because it's definitely you know you, as you know it's a little little scary when you come out and you're all on your own stuff but I think um, that and then as far as uh, financial you know that it's it's tough but uh, if you can <laughs> live live a little thin the you know or lean like the first couple of years that definitely I think helps because we make enough that you'll you'll have enough uh, left over that those, those early years, as you know, count a yeah. lot but when you put those, you know, get those compounding and like put that stuff away, invest it, get in something, you know, well, I, I, I like the 40, 40, 20, <clears throat> which is 40% is like super state safe stuff, like real estate or something. 40% like, you know, stocks, whatever, maybe a little, you know, the big crypto, like Bitcoin, I, I think it's stable crypto and ETH, uh, I mean, uh, Bitcoin and ETH and then 20%, like a sort of high risk ones or like more, and then maybe like five or so like moonshot stuff that that'll has a potential of thousand X, but you know, most, most likely won't. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would stick with that. I didn't really have that <clears throat> sort of framework when I was, when, when I was out and until like actually recently. Would you recommend people get into Bitcoin mining or mining in general? I mean, is that because everyone always says, oh, well, you know, yeah, if I'd done a Bitcoin mining when it was a thousand dollars a coin, you know, now it's 40, 45,000. Yeah. yeah, now it's, I missed the boat, right? I mean, I tend not to believe that's the case, but what do you, what do you think about that? If- it's, uh, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody's missed the boat. I think the coin is going to go up. Uh, quite a bit. I think it'll hit over a million dollars in our lifetime. I don't know when that will be, but it'll be um, in our lifetime. Um, and, you know, you have over a hundred years of mining it left. 
So that's not going to go away. I, I think the blockchain's significant. I think it's going to be our future in multiple on multiple different levels. So Bitcoin is a good place to start. Even um, even if you move off of Bitcoin mining and go into something else, it's a, at least you know kind of teaches you the ropes, so to speak. Um, I, I do think it's still profitable, but it's it's a uh, it's not a month to month thing. It's like a if in three years am I going to be profitable? In five years am I going to be profitable? Like like you know my investment here. What does that look like in? three years in three years i think your <clears throat> bitcoin investment is like you know triple to five x um some, something like that so uh, you don't really get that with stocks no right. <laughs> you know in real estate you don't really five exit in three years or whatever so i think it's still really good how, and how does someone go about doing that like you know if i, I, have, a, I have a bunch of searches listening and i know they're gonna have to oh well i mean how do i do this do i do I do it? Park it in. Just go on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great resources on YouTube. There's, uh, there's not a. I wouldn't say <clears throat> there's a ton of great mining uh, in the sense that we're talking about it. Like, if you're a DIYer and you're like, I want to build this thing in my basement and I'm gonna <laughs> put every wire together myself and blah blah blah. There's some good, uh, there's some good videos and and good channels like Red Panda Mining. And Vosk, uh, Voscoin, um, those two channels are, are the DIYers. But for me, I looked at it more as like this is an investment, like almost like a stock, or whatever. Sure. It's like I try to be, um, not. I mean, it's not hands off, but but I'm I'm not you know I'm not wrenching on the thing, and I'm not fixing computers and things like that. Like uh, most of my stuff is like I'm researching you know what to get, what the price to get, where to put them who to trust, um, all those types of things. So I, in that sense, I don't feel like there's a ton um, of uh, like YouTube out there. And if you're interested in that level, I mean, you could uh, you could just ask me questions and I, I can tell you most of it. Um, there's, it's, uh, it's interesting. There's a lot, you know, you know, with crypto, there's a lot of scam uh, stuff out there. So oh yeah, uh, it, it took me a while uh, to pull the trigger and get the, deal lined up because i didn't know who to trust with like my money you know um and i had to like sort of triangulate <laughs> like call this guy this guy says this guy's real this guy says this guy's real <laughs> you know like go all around like that and that that's it eventually lined up for me and um so now i know like in the united states like which you know most which companies are good and they're not gonna take your money and you, you can you know buy miners and either they'll take care of them uh, for you or you can take care of them, but in their, in their warehouse or whatever it is, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, you can't go down to Lowe's and pick one up, right. Or Home Depot. Yeah. Pick up, pick up a couple of mining operation. Well, I guess, you know, it's been very interesting. It, I guess it shows uh, the mistakes that people make sometimes. I, and you know, you said you like the employment. It clearly the down point is if you didn't have a alternative stream of income, you were definitely much more at risk than if had you been a solo Practitioner, you know, I mean, yeah. despite having less headaches, probably trying to working the the surgical angle where you could just operate and such. If people want to follow more yeah. of your stuff, are you still on YouTube? You still active in social media, and where can they where can they find out more stuff about you? Yeah, most of it's just uh, Dr. Buck Parker. My Instagram is Dr. Buck Parker. Uh, my YouTube is like, I mean, you just search Buck Parker on YouTube, you find find my uh, channel. All right. Well, great. Hey, Dr. Parker, thanks so much for being on The Paradox. Talk again. Yeah.
Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Paradox. If you like what The Doc is doing, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And share the show with your friends. Become a supporting listener to get access to special bonuses at patreon.com forward slash theparadox. Show notes can be found at theparadox.com.